and welcome to another episode of the Gibraltar Stories podcast. I'm Lindsay Weston and this week I'm taking you back again to July this year. It was hot and sunny here in Gibraltar and we had a lot of extra visitors on the rock in addition to the usual tourists. Gibraltar was playing host to the NatWest International Island Games. It was the biggest sporting event ever to be held here. Over the course of the week, from the 6th to the 12th of July, athletes from across the globe came to Gibraltar to compete in 14 different sports. It was amazing. The atmosphere was so positive. National records were broken, personal bests were beaten and friendships were made as Gibraltar embraced the Games. This week and next week, I'll be sharing some of the experiences from Gibraltar 2019, starting with a few of the athletes, one for whom this was her first Island Games experience, as well as speaking to visiting Island Games veterans and hearing from Linda Alvarez, chair of the Gibraltar 2019 Organising Committee. So let's go back to July and a rather blustery evening at Europa Point. It's Saturday the 6th of July, it's about 20 to 7 in the evening and uh, people are making their way to the brand new Europa Point Sports Complex for an event that's been months and months in the planning, the opening ceremony for the NatWest International Island Games hosted here in Gibraltar. Chief Minister... Prime Ministers, Your Worship, Ministers, distinguished guests, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 18th NatWest International Island Games. from far away in order to compete against people you might not yet know but who will be your friends at the end of the week. You are here to compete and try to defeat your opponents. That will be difficult because you're all winners. But more important than to win is to, for you to prove that you have what it takes to become a friend. We are the friendly games. The opening ceremony kicked off the week of sport by welcoming all the visiting teams, all of which brought water from their own islands, to be added to a specially designed water feature. Music was provided by the Band of the Royal Marines, as well as the newly formed Recycled Junkies, who performed using recycled materials and were led by Gibraltarian artist Nathan Conroy, who himself was an Island Games gold medal winner for judo in 1993. 
The following morning, the sports began with athletics, badminton, basketball, beach volleyball, cycling, sailing, pistol and clay shooting, squash, table tennis, tennis, ten-pin bowling and triathlon beginning their competitive rounds. Judo, rifle shooting and swimming began later. All of the sporting events were free for anyone to go along to and enjoy, either cheering on their own team or adopting a new island team to support. Among the new sporting facilities to be specially built for the island games was the beach volleyball courts down by the water's edge at Camp Bay. Let's give a massive hand to the team of Guernsey 1. They are Jennifer Linfield and Gemma Nicholl. Jennifer Linfield, Guernsey Beach Volleyball. And Gemma Nicholl, Guernsey Beach Volleyball. And ladies, this isn't your first time at the Island Games, is it? No, so this is my sixth Island Games, but first representing beach volleyball. Yeah, and it's my third. I did Scotland and Jersey for indoor volleyball, but this is the first time playing beach volleyball. And tell me a little bit about the sport, because it's not something that's hugely popular in Gibraltar. No, I guess indoor is a bigger bigger sport. It's easier to play. Beach volleyball, there's two of you, you're on the sand, it's harder to move. It's a it's more of a tactical sport. You can't just get up there and hit it. The sand just slows you down, so it's a little bit slower than the indoor game. And would you say it's, it's something that people should consider, as, especially people living in Gibraltar, because we've got beaches, haven't we? Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, it's great for an island games because, you know, most islands have beaches and things they can play, and now you've got a brilliant facility here to play. So, yeah, definitely get involved in beach volleyball. It's great. Back home, we're trying to encourage more people to play as well. Indoors, there's a bit more of a bigger scene, but we've got, again, like lovely beaches back in Guernsey, and we just want to get people out there playing. Um, how's Gibraltar been for you? Oh, brilliant. Really good. The atmosphere's been really nice. I mean, the weather's a bit hotter than what we're used to, but um, we've, we've managed all right, and um, it's not been too windy, which has been nice. So, yeah, it's been good. And, Jen, you're a veteran of several <laughs> Island yeah. Games events. How does Gibraltar compare to your previous experiences? Oh, every island and every Island Games is so different. It's hard to compare each one to the other but Gibraltar everybody's been so friendly just walking down the street everybody's like oh good luck with your sport I hope you do well it's, it's really nice you just random people are just saying good luck to you so that that's really nice the atmosphere around the whole island is lovely and what do you think will be your memory that you take back to Guernsey with you this is our first time and Guernsey's first time representing beach volleyball so I think that alone will be a great memory and just getting out there and playing to the best that we can and we know we can play well yeah I've made, made history for Guernsey it's a first beach volleyball team so yeah we'll take that home and be proud of that definitely lane 6 the team of the Faroe Islands lane 7 the team of the Isle of Wight Amongst the athletes competing for Team Gibraltar were some who'd competed way back in 1995 when Gibraltar first hosted the Island Games. For others, though, this was a brand new experience, none more so than for Bethan Pereira. She only took up the sport of triathlon in 2017 in a bid to get back in shape after Christmas. This summer, though, she pulled on the Team Gibraltar colours and represented The Rock as its only female triathlete. It's been really enjoyable. Um, it's been a 
real personal journey as well. Um, there's a lot of things I've had to overcome in order to get where I am. Um, and I think that that probably is the biggest thing about this whole journey is how much of an impact it's had on me as an individual. And what made you decide to do this? Because not only have you got to be good at the running, it's the cycling, and then the swimming in the sea, which can't be easy. Yeah, definitely that's one of the things I had to overcome. So my fear of swimming in open water was huge. Um, I remember when I did my first super sprint, I jumped in the water and I just panicked. I thought, what have I done here? Um, I had to resort to breaststroke, um, swim quite a few strokes of breaststrokes before I thought, you know, just just try and get this done. Um, And then it took me a while after that really just to, to get comfortable in the water. So I just had to keep getting myself back in, whether it be a lake, whether it be the sea. Um, and just gently over time I managed to work myself up so that for the Olympic distance where you swim uh, 1.5 kilometres I was able to feel comfortable within the water. And you were the only female triathlete competing on Team Gibraltar weren't you? That's right I hope that this year will be the only year I'm the only triathlete and that for 2021 we'll have a bigger team. Um, We've got lots of talented athletes out there Um, and you know at the end of the day you're competing against other women and so there's no reason why not (laughs) and what was it like competing with a home crowd behind you cheering you on along the way it was fantastic I mean when I've competed in Seville um, the audience is great there you know they really cheer you on but very rarely do you have that personal connection so somebody shouting your name somebody shouting for you because in Seville you're just one of many Um, So that really, really was exciting for me. Um, One of the most memorable moments was um, I could hear a little girl shouting for me as I was um, coming up and down on my run. And I actually bumped into her um, a couple of days later and I just said to her, thank you so much for cheering me on. You know, it made a world of difference. And she looked up and she said... Um, were you the lady that came to talk at St Joseph's? And I said, yes. And she said, you know, kind of that, I think that's one of the reasons why they'd come down to cheer us on. So that meant a lot. That really touched me. And what was the whole Island Games experience like for you as a whole? Um, for me, it's fantastic. I mean, I love sport. Um, to be able to have it on your doorstep, my children were able to, you know, go to the volleyball, they went to the cycling, uh, the swimming, and they were able to soak up the whole atmosphere as well. And it was also a really good opportunity to teach them more about sport, um, even just respecting the fact, you know, the keeping quiet when, you know, the important moments are happening, um, and also celebrating with everybody and cheering them on for their success. So from a parent, I really enjoyed it from that perspective. Perspective and from my own perspective, it was just the, the end of what has been um, a personal journey. And do you think what they've seen has inspired them? Perhaps they may consider being more sporty themselves in the future? I hope so. I mean, I do try to instill a love for sport, um, not least because of the team element that it brings to them as individuals. Um, and also you know just steers you away from the day-to-day perhaps educational side of things um and the friendships that you get I mean out of all this whole experience I've been fortunate enough to have new friendships um that have been incredibly supportive um and we have been of each other particularly in the girls cycling um you know we've all helped each other to, to develop um both in our terms of our strength but also personally and uh, are you looking forward then to 2021 and uh, a trip to Guernsey Absolutely. Um, I'm hoping to get together a team, um, so it'd be wonderful if anybody has an interest in you know, undertaking a triathlon to get in touch. I'm more than happy to help them through, share with them what I've learned so far, 
um, and just be the support that they need to be able to get there and you know we never know we could maybe podium um, as Team Gibraltar. There were crowds of supporters at the events all around Gibraltar during that week. The community took the island games to heart and showed up in large numbers to cheer all the athletes along. Linda Alvarez, chair of the Gibraltar 2019 organising committee, who we heard from at the start of this episode welcoming her island friends to Gibraltar, says she was overwhelmed by the public's reaction to the games. It surpassed my expectations because I was actually amazed when I went round to all the different venues how all you know loads of people from Gibraltar came out and everybody was watching and it was like every event was, was just full up and it's something we've never really experienced in in other island games before and maybe it's because it's not just Gibraltar but because it's easier for people to get around to go and see everything but you know it was just incredible like you say the atmosphere was was amazing I, I just everybody cheering but not just for Gibraltar but for the other teams as well you know and things like the, the 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 triathlon and the bike races which was incredible I mean that bike race to me to the top of the rock was just something out of this world you know standing there at the top of the rock and watching these guys come up with the fantastic views of Africa and that it was just I think that's one of the moments for me you know a highlight of the game so it was just amazing Presumably Gibraltar offered the athletes and the team something that other venues wouldn't, like you say, the backdrop. And seeing the photos of, of, and the, the footage of those cyclists who'd cycled up and down the east side of the rock and then climbed around the west side of the rock to the actual summit, that was a feat of superhuman power, wasn't it, really, to get up to the top? And, and to see they gave every last ounce of everything that they had and just collapsed at the top, no wonder... What do you think it was about Gibraltar that, that made it so special for the athletes? Well, there's two things there, really, what you're saying. First of all, I'd just like to say the, the change in the standard, because we had that same race in 1995. And most people ended up pushing their bikes. Right? I've got photos of people pushing their bikes up. Whereas this time, everybody rode up to the top. And in fact, the, the bike race in 95 finished at St Michael's Cave. So this is even further. So the, the, the level that's, you know, the Island Games has gone up and the standard is incredible. Um, and well, Gibraltar is unique in the fact that, first of all, you've got the climate which is what everybody loves. They like to go somewhere nice and warm and you can everything is, is outdoors, you know, mainly you can walk around in your tracksuits. And also our facilities um, are state-of-the-art and I think they're a lot higher than and in a lot of other games. And I think Jersey, uh, sorry, Guernsey were... They spoke to me and they said, you know, you've not done us any favours because there's no way we can match the level of your facilities that you've got here and the technology that you've used as well. So um, that is something we've actually set the bar a lot higher now for the Games. What kind of feedback did you get from the teams and the athletes at the end? Well, I think everybody loved it. I mean, I think that was obvious from the party at the end as well. No, I mean, I've had so many messages from all the different islands um, just saying, you know, what a great job that we did and that we actually put it on. Because I think 
obviously a lot of the team managers came the year before and they saw you know the venues hadn't been finished you know and I thought there was lots of doubts that we were actually going to be able to finish those venues so I think they were quite um, happy that they that we did and also like I'm saying the level I mean all the shooting venues the, the state of the art we could put international competitions on in those venues now and I mean not many islands have that facility to be able to do that and you know so everybody was great and also the the feedback from the attaches because we had attaches for each island um they just said it was just amazing so um I think everybody had a good time Certainly from our perspective, as, as you know, people just coming along to see the events, we actually felt bereft at the end of the week. It was like, <laughs> what are we going to do for the rest of the summer now? This has just been fantastic. How, how did you feel at the end? Well, I was absolutely exhausted, <laughs> to be honest, at first. Um, and, it, you know, uh, to be honest, a lot of us, we couldn't have carried on much longer because I think the last few weeks was just like, you know, we were working so hard. Um, trying to get everything ready and run so I think it, uh, at one side it was relief that it was finished but like you say at the other side it was like well yeah what do we do now and particularly me you know because um, it, I spent four years of my life sort of really doing this and you just think well what am I going to do now um, and so you know it is difficult because for somebody like myself, because I've got no family here in Gibraltar, it's actually my family. I don't know if people can understand that, but, you know, I think everybody needs something in their life. You've got to be... You have to aim for something or you need you need something to look forward to. And this is my family because I've been involved in this since 1987. And so it is very special to me and it means a lot to me. And I'm just so pleased that Gibraltar just did us all proud. Linda Alvarez, chair of the Gibraltar 2019 organising committee there. She told me that a huge part of the success of the Games was down to the community pulling together to make it happen. Hundreds of people volunteered to help get the venues and accommodation ready in time, and many others were involved in the smooth running of the Games throughout the week. In the next Gibraltar Stories episode, I'll share some of the volunteering stories from this summer's Island Games. Thank you very much for downloading and listening to this episode and for taking an interest in Gibraltar stories. If you enjoyed the podcast and could find the time to leave a review on your chosen podcast provider or share Gibraltar stories on social media, it would make my day and will in turn help many other people find Gibraltar stories that little bit easier in future. Don't forget, you can listen back to any of the previous episodes at gibraltarstories.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud and Spotify. And if you have a Gibraltar story you'd like to share, please get in touch with me through Facebook, Instagram or Twitter, or by email to gibraltarstories at gmail.com. Until next week, goodbye for now, and thanks for listening. <laughs>